I am the head of the table, the tribal chief. And if any of you refute that, ding dong. Hello? Yes, y'all, that's right, infidels. Black Friday, it's coming around again. And where will all my friends end up? Extreme firings. The next level of cuts. OVW takes over Netflix. And the Hamid Media Group is here on the Friday Locker Room. Exclusively, ChannelAttitude.com. Who's got heat? What's the stock price on the street? And all the news. Here, Bid Hamid. Yolo. <laughs> I go to lie on the fire. Oh, yeah, man, come to lie on the fire. A lot of people about to get burned here today, man. So hopefully it's only some second degree heat and not that third degree uh, life scarring shit, man. But uh, waiting for my man, same old pimp, still walk with a limp. Tiny Tim probably going to join us here as he's getting set up. Did have a special guest uh, scheduled, but uh, I think that's going to get postponed to the Monday locker room. Uh, really excited about that as well. So we'll cover all that when uh, Timmy Baltimore checks in, hopefully here pretty soon. But hopefully you guys are having a good week. Uh, apologies right up front. Uh, sorry, not sorry. I just got so much going on with this cannabis war, and you guys have been so supportive and following that. I've seen on Twitter, you know, from across the world, people uh, – trying to help out with social media, uh, you know, retweets and everything we got going on. Kaz just doing a, a phenomenal job putting out so many great clips from the A-Show, Russo brand, Hameen Media Group, uh, Rip, wrestling with Rip Rogers, which I'm sure I'm going to get heat with Von Lilas because they're about to go live at noon like they usually do with the Q&A, man. So uh, I just uh, was off schedule this week. Uh, I know a lot of you guys shared the clip of, when I had to go to uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Hameen goes to the Capitol, right? Goes to Washington, goes to Albany. And uh, for the Cannabis Control Board meeting on Tuesday, where it was just a serious promo session at the end, about 45 different promos got cut. And uh, they were all stiffsky, and they all deserve to be, man. So uh, right now, uh, they, they changed what was supposed to happen today. I should be back out that way at a Supreme Court hearing to see what's going to happen with the cannabis licensing but uh they moved it all uh behind zoom call which is uh very interesting because there's a lot of other big zoom calls going on right now in stanford that uh, are going to determine the future of people's families so uh maybe it's even uh, the new trend that it's easier to let zoom in and fire somebody over that so uh, we'll, we'll get to all that news but uh, i just wanted to say thank you for all the cannabis support uh, this week and the schedule's been off because of it. And um, I want to make sure you guys are getting value added. So Friday locker room, usually the exclusive show, uh, you know, and I don't even know if I'm going to do light the fuse, man, because I watched some of that on the second screen and just an abysmal show. Really? Uh, I, I, I gotta believe as much as the, the locker room's fighting and, and the, you know, backstage, but also fighting to keep uh, morale there. You know, I'm sure uh, Jericho and others are trying to do everything they can to make sure their company stays the way it is. But uh, now you're up against football. Now you got all this drama. Now you got uh, no real storylines in your shows that anybody gives a goddamn about because 
you don't have any writers who understand and connect. I don't care if you're a booker of the year or what have you, these why can't we be friends storylines will not draw a dime. They won't. And it really is a projection of those creating them who were probably social outcasts and all they wanted was friends. And and that's an interesting look at it psychologically. You could spend a whole hour breaking that down instead of a show that was really meaningless. I'm sure I'll talk to Baltimore on a couple things I, I did have some issue with and other parts that I'm not even going to waste my time watching you know i mean you guys are paying for it, so i actually probably should i shouldn't say that because you want to hear uh an educated breakdown of what is and what isn't but it's uh beyond a level of like this what this is never gonna draw and nobody's obviously pulling uh the guy aside to big brother him and say this is how you got to do it uh, and there's much more interesting stuff and maybe it's just because it's from where i cut my teeth at ovw but uh that that show has me not shaken up, but uh, a lot of uh, interesting flashbacks early on in my career and and the groundwork that's laid there and also uh, workers working each other. Uh, to, like I say, we're all on the same team, but everybody's really uh, ready to cut somebody's throat to get ahead, to get to that Tony Khan spot, to pick his pockets and go, oh, this is the best creative I've ever had. But hey, uh, as a performance artist, even if you're handed something that you don't understand or agree with, or that's not written to the best of someone's abilities or maybe to the rest of their abilities. And they just haven't been trained in the way of the Jedi to have those top level abilities. Um, you know, you got to do art by committee and make uh, chicken salad out of chicken shit as they say in this business. So uh, it's very, uh, I don't know. It, it took me back into a, a time warp <laughs> of, uh, that, that I had to live and survive in and thrive in. And now maybe just a little too comfortable or later on in my career, I've been able to let a lot of that tension go, but it still is inside you and brings up that PTSD to some degree or the eye of the tiger. It depends how you're going to fucking use that as momentum to catapult yourself forward. And, and there's plenty of uh, people who uh, might want to keep you in one spot or they don't see the forest through the trees or that you got to get out there and uh, push yourself out of the nest uh, and, and get into it, get out of the small pond into a bigger pond, or maybe that's even a mistake. You might get eaten by a bear on the way there swimming upstream in that river, trying to, trying to get to success, you know, but uh, if we don't try, then we'll never know. So I uh, definitely look forward to it. And we're already 33 strong here live. Ben Hameen YouTube channel, twitch.tv slash Hameen Media and exclusively at channelattitude.com. I had a great time. Uh, and thank you to Vince Russo and Stevie Richards for covering for me in, uh, in uh, the Monday locker room, or excuse me, the, the Raw Review and Master Shoot Theater. I haven't been able to watch those shows. I've been so busy. Really, seven in the morning till midnight, one in the morning every day this week is what my schedule's been with with brand managing three LLCs, but that's not for you guys to worry about it for me to even bitch about. You're here to be entertained because it's the Friday fucking locker room veterans only and uh, most hardcores of the hardcore. So shout out to the the chat room right here. Uh, I see my man Amp Williams in here. Frank's pickle barrel ass putting out those good vibes. Hey, uh, Al Robinson, uh, the dark side casters here. We even had uh, hardcores from down under uh the the video producers were here it's 127 in the morning to 
down under and uh, appreciate you guys uh, hanging and banging. You're probably cranking out some video production because that shit takes forever to render. Big shout out to the opinion haver, the vet himself, my OVW brother, uh, and obviously one of the best uh, co-hosts and brilliant minds here at HMG uh, with the next level review, the impact attack and showing up to be uh, another voice on whatever show he wants to always an open invitation uh, with SmackDown and all those guys doing great work uh, on Rampage and, and Wreckage. So for how long? Who knows? Who knows for NXT? Uh, Paul, the shooters in the house, the man deer, one of the great, uh, you know, personalities who's done so much awesome work for Master Shoot Theater and living his own life artistic. Uh, glad to see you guys. Justin French with the the bits out of the gate. Another great supporter, man, for years and years and years. Wow, is that $19.99? I thought it was $1.99, a $20 banger here for Justin French upon payday, man. Wow, I really appreciate that. Insane Vicious is in the house. Frankie Trejo asked, is uh, the Conspiracy Horseman sh- still a show? Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, we've been on ice for, for years now. And, uh, we tried to say, uh, I told you so. And, and, uh, my whole platform got deplatformed and demonetized for speaking truth. And it's not just about money, but, uh, you know, we got to survive too. So it's, it's, uh, tough because some guys want in and some guys want out and my schedule is crazy. And the only way place the conspiracy horsemen really even exist anymore is in our own personal chat between the four of us man and uh if that's where i gotta keep it to not push my friends away and pressure them then that's what i'm gonna do but there's plenty of shows out there you can go back and i think we put in enough time to try and wake up enough minds and like-minded people and uh there's dangerous shows out there especially when i see owen schroyer who was at the january 6th uh you know debacle (laughs) and uh they just for for they claim inciting they're going to give him 60 days because he's alex jones uh you know boy and 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 kick around and a smug son of a bitch and plays his character but that's against everything his first amendment is freedom of speech as you could possibly make it moving towards a totalitarian communist uh controlled government man and that shit's fucked up and i think about myself and when you say conspiracy horsemen well we had pat militich on there former ufc champion uh the militich fighting system and maybe he doesn't even want me saying his name because they might want a celebrity win where we just had a podcast with him shortly after that and it gave us great, great information, man. And uh, who knows if they won't go after Pat as well. Uh, I doubt anybody in jail would fuck with him if they locked him up because that'd be the end of their days. But, uh, you know, uh, y'all, uh, wow. Uh, Johnny with the with the, with the the stooge, well, maybe he's nervous about it, but uh, says Pat got a DUI last night. Uh, unfortunately, his third one. Yeah, man, uh, that's... That's rough. That's rough. Um, not not anything fun anybody's ever going to want to go through, but also at the same time, dangerous out there, uh, juicing and wheeling. You don't want to take somebody's life, man. So, ooh, that's that's tough to hear. But Johnny Publix is in the house as well. Uh, yeah, some people want to show with Jesse Ventura. I'd absolutely would absolutely do a one off conspiracy horseman. I think we all would. We all kind of agreed to that. But when you've reached the, I don't know, they reached the level of going to pitch yourself three times for, you know, uh, a conspiracy show and it's almost greenlit and it's taken back from you and you get to interview people on the same level that we've tried to educate ourselves from, from a David Icke or, uh, you know, John McAfee, probably 
uh, the best work I've ever done in podcasting, you know, and different than any other John McAfee interview. And uh, I, I'm, if you're talking conspiracy, I think McAfee's still alive. I think he's out there. I think it's like the end of young guns and he's got a donkey full of, with a bunch of kilos on the back of uh, whatever yayo he needs. And he's wandering through the desert. At least that's how I'd like to think about it. Instead of his body sitting in a morgue for the last three years, where his uh, wife can't even go to sea to examine it. I think that uh, John McAfee is a brilliant uh, madman <laughs> and uh, paid his way to get out of jail and, wouldn't put it behind him to leave his wife behind, uh, you know, who was, you know, I'm not trying to, to down her because she's been so great to us, but he's a sexual deviant and that's where they met. And she was a sex worker and then they lived a uh, life on the run together. And I'm sure she loved him, and maybe she's in on it too. And is kayfabe. And because uh, if you go back and watch that last piece, uh, I was one of the first ones to ask is John McAfee still alive and a worker can smell a work, you know, something stuck out right there. And, uh, and then later, so maybe a year past that 10 months of us interviewing her, people think he may be. So I like to think that I like to think the myth is out there and that he could pop up at any time, anywhere, man. And, uh, ha ha gotcha, bitch. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm eternally grateful for all the conspiracy horsemen, uh, listeners and and people would send us stuff i mean love all the stuff with tim alberino love to see him shining right now with the giants and everything that's going on with ufo disclosure i can understand why you guys want us there but stevie richards has been through so much i'm not going to push him at all just to have my friend alive uh is is more than anything i could think of and sal has gone through a lot in the last two years behind the scenes and ggp's on the road and has 74 kids and me, I'm running three LLCs, no exaggeration, working 16 to 17 hour days, uh, seven days a week. So it's not that we don't want to connect with you guys and have those high level conversations. But I love that Big Ray is with April Hunter and she's doing uh, a lot of great work that way, uh, you know, kind of filling that void. We got Dr. Jeff Lippman uh, with great shows from the uh, Garden of Doom covering uh from his perspective now the camaraderie between the wrestling locker room i get is part of the cell but i'm eternally grateful for even if it was a short run to be able to do that kind of stuff and i've been able to have so many high level high level guests on the show who want to talk that real locker room talk not some shit that's made up with a big sit down and and that's the charm and disarmingness of the conspiracy horseman but when it starts costing your family and your safety and, uh, you know, my other business ventures, it was time to pump the brakes. Uh, I'm ready to go forward usually almost always, but uh, I'm not going to risk my brother's health and sanity for that. It's just not there. And you guys, how much more awakening can we do? <laughs> we got legal weed. We got fucking aliens. We got uh, probably no elections and the downfall of America. Who would have thought as 80s and 90s kids we'd be living in this time period seeing all this shit, you know? So it is a, a very, very strange uh, simulation that we're all living in right now. So, yeah, I'll, uh, but uh, there's a lot of people who got, got it a, a, a tough day today. Uh, it's Black Friday in Stanford and a lot of. Uh, alleged firings are happening right now as we speak. So a lot of people's lives are changing uh, in a very scary way. 
you know, what opportunities out there for them in the entertainment business to transition out of. It's very interesting. In fact, there's one I kind of do and don't want to talk about concerning ad ad money, uh, you know, that because uh, I kind of want to keep that close to the vest because that be, might be my play here pretty soon, depending on what gets handed down in the next 15 to 20 minutes with the Supreme Court case uh, involving my cannabis license. And that's all a birthing process. I'm sure we're going to get there kicking and screaming. I just hope that uh, it's not a breach birth today. And, uh, you know, and we're not D- DOA because been working real hard, man, real hard. Uh, and, and by none of our our own fault, you know, there's 463 other license holders and, and hundreds of other farmers uh, who were promised one thing and it's just been held up and, there's people with serious uh, mental uh, anguish that has pushed them to the brink of suicide. I heard promos in Albany on on Tuesday that uh, were were chilling and really the real emotion of they have nothing left. Uh, single mom, female farmers who thought this was their way to move forward and build generational wealth for their family who end up sitting on a crop of 500 pounds that they can't sell anywhere that's going to rot. And now that she just sold her tractor literally to be able to even put food on the table. So she has no way forward to do anything. And this is in the hands of inept politicians who talk out of both sides of their mouth, write legislation, pat themselves on the back. And then that exact legislation gets picked apart and holds up the process because it did, it was full of holes. And they only did 90% of the work, but they high five each other that they got it that way. Well, that don't mean shit. (laughs) That's like running the Daytona 500. You fucking crash into the wall and go, yeah, we were in the race. Ah, You're a fucking idiot. So a lot of that's going on. And they claim, say, we care about the people. Well, every move that they make shows the opposite of that. So uh, I'm really excited because on Sunday I have a – um, a podcast scheduled with a guy locally, Mayor Hal, who is a big advocate and, and kind of a personality in this. And uh, we're going to talk cannabis and he's a wrestling guy too. And I think he might even been involved with WWE because he sent me some pictures from back in the day with him and Undertaker. He's a, hey, who's that big son of a bitch? Uh, Mayor Hal's a big dog. <laughs> I might tag with him to be honest with you. So uh, they, I've been moving in silence in that, but um because we just wanted to get our stuff open, but now we're at the point of make it or break it. And they drew me out into their carny circus and they didn't know who the fuck they were fucking with. So now I'm going to have to be a personality in there instead of just being small time business guy, because you know, hacker can get it over and hacker can take the heat. And uh, we're going to, we're going to bring the heat. And I'm glad I do got a tag team partner today. Nobody I'd rather be uh, sharing the booth with than my man uh, straight from the the crab capital. It's Timmy Baltimore. What's up? C gang. C gang obey in the house. (laughs) Click. Hey, listen, you ever have one of those days? Mm. Of course you do. Man, I want those lives. (laughs) (laughs) Had a few of them. Uh, Where the technology is your enemy. Holy oh, shit, man. Yeah. I'm trying to get this. Uh, this laptop was working great yesterday. I got this new light. I finally yeah. got this mic going that I've been talking about for about yeah. two years now. And uh, uh, suddenly the camera don't work on my on my computer. So I'm, uh, I threw it up on my iPad. This is all very uh, moving and, and gripping stuff. And that's why they tuned into this uh, show. Like the yeah, Fuse Monday Locker Room for, for, for hot insider talk. Like this, a day in the yeah. life of this jabroni. 
Yeah, man. And we're going to get big heat because we're going to be up against uh, wrestling with Rip Rogers in their live chat. So their numbers will be down. I get in Sivan Lowe's. What the hell are you going live <laughs> a half hour before us, man? Fuck you. <laughs> I just want to so. say, Rip and, and, and Vaughn, not my idea. I'm just, you know, I'm right. I'm a plus one. He, uh, you know. I wore the shirt at He's least bride, to try and get it over. Me. Yeah, I tried to oh, get it over. <laughs> so <laughs> I figure I can at least do that, get over the Hustler Rip Rogers shirt. And the book also available on Amazon. Uh, lessons from my trainer, Rip Rogers. Uh, you know, check it out, you guys. Uh, and you know, maybe bring up, uh, bring up two, two tab, two tabs and, <laughs> and give them a thumbs up over there. So, uh, we can have Vaughn there and, uh, and you know, you can mute whoever you, you don't, you don't want to listen to at the moment, but, uh, it's, I got two uh, go tabs. tabs. Yeah. Two Laura tabs probably. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, uh, 40 strong already to me as we give him the lunchtime surprise, this was going to be light the fuse. Uh, but I watched part of that show and I was just <laughs> appalled at the level of creativity, lack of it. I got to believe that everything that's been going on, uh, you know, is is obviously hurting morale and the troops over there are trying to put up a bold front and keep their locker room in order. But there isn't one goddamn piece of business on that show from the ROH crossover to we're friends. Aren't we friends? We're not friends anymore. Oh, no. None of that means fuck all to me, bro. And it doesn't draw a dime. And they were in Cincy. I think they had about 1600 people in the arena. It was it was pathetic looking at uh, two CW. I've been on shows that that outdrew that. So uh, we got big trouble right here in River City. Uh, and uh, it's about time that TK takes a big step back. And after watching this OVW series, <laughs> it might be time to reunite the hacker and the, and the white man himself uh, power, because that might be the best thing you could fucking do is turn that shit over and just step back and pass the heat. <sighs> Yeah, I, man, it, in talking with um, some uh, veterans that are in, in our peer group, but, you know, like the class above us a little mm-hmm. bit, uh, there was uh, a particular prediction um, that was, you know, all in is going to be the, t- the tipping point one way or another. Right. Meaning if, uh, it, it would it would launch them to that next step where the iron's hot. Let's go, uh, and it was that that was the uh, an opportune moment to really, you know, get out of a hope spot and start blowing a comeback. And right. <clears throat> instead, I mean, it was like back into the heat. <laughs> You're getting no offense. Fuck it. It became a shoot. Yeah, <laughs> and just kicking the right. shit out of them ugly yeah. and shoot pin on one two three because what we came off of and i mean look we're, we're sitting here and we're talking about uh oh man the high tony must have been on the the high he must have been on uh eighty we we'll get to that right um dude yeah maybe but think about all the shit that was going down it's like your house catches on fire on your birthday he's mm. <clears throat> he's got a locker room in turmoil. He's got two shows, not because there's a demand for that amount of content, not because, um, you know, he, he, the, 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 
that it's going to draw huge ratings, but because the talent can't even get along. So you got to give them their own shows like two like spoiled rats. And his day was probably completely ruined no matter what the news was. Mm -hmm. And because you can see he's an emotional guy. And, and that's strange, too. Like, why do we know? How emotional he is. Because like, he, the, nobody stopped him to, from going out there and jumping up and down and, and and looking like a fan instead of looking like the Jack Tunney that they now kind of made him into. But that's too little too late. You can't yeah. put the genie back in the bottle after that. And how, I mean, can you imagine uh, VKM, uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon for the yeah. layman. Uh, uh, can you imagine going out there and making the company or himself look weak like that? Absolutely not. And yeah. I mean, I look, it's growing pains, whatever the case may be, but I truly believe that prediction that it has, it, unfortunately it has broken bad. And in an alternate reality, Wembley maybe led to the turning of the tide and, uh, well, there's a Guys. lot of rib. I mean, like to me, uh, you know, how I liken things at blue collar, that WWE 10 point buck steps out and you got the rifle ready and you got your favorite CM Punk bullet loaded, ready to go in there. And you pull up on the sniper rifle and you got him in your crosshairs and you've been bragging about 82,000 and you pull the trigger and that fucking round blows up in the fucking chamber in your face. And now you got one eye and you're, there goes the deer and you're fucking down and you're hurt. <laughs> and, in the middle uh, of nowhere and no one knows where you nobody are. knows where the fuck you are. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to crawl out of the woods to try and get to the side of the road at this point. Like that's where I like, and, and what is going on on your show? Absolutely nothing. That's going to draw one fan, bro. And you've got guys in LAX that seem like they're working it online, but none of that's good press uh, That for a comeback or whatever they want to do. you got Jericho and Sammy trying to reignite something that was never really over to start with. Roderick Strong and Adam Cole with fake neck braces and second grade, you're not my friend anymore bullshit because you didn't let me play with your transformers during show and tell all this dumb shit that has that is no storyline convention in the history of fucking mankind and that's what they're rolling with dude and then things like this who i think mjf is a brilliant performer and brilliant promo he's a theater kid just like me we put this over does a mark out good artists create great artists steal and make it their own does a repeat performance of the Scott Steiner math promo thinking it's going to be cute because he's wrestling Samoa Joe. Al Snow, Rip Rogers would tell us when you get TV time, it is so precious and you get yourself over instead. Now we have what looks like a complete mark out fanboy repeating a monologue from a second tier company that WWE kicked the shit out of because you want to pop 10% of the audience that are the fucking most socially awkward fuck face nerds who want to go eat the Steiner promo from, uh, and try and educate their stupid there fucking you go. friends. There you go. It is. It was <laughs> pathetic, bro. Like that alone, it turned my stomach. I go, fuck this show this week. Fuck them all, because if you if your top guy is doing that, the guy you got the belt on and nobody's reining him in. Meanwhile, Moxley's wife just stands there going, well, this is awkwardly mark out and they don't even incorporate her into it. It was 
dog shit and everybody over there should hold themselves to a much higher standard and say no this is not what we're doing but instead they all just got their hands in buddy's pockets and they're just going to keep taking that money and when it ends short term in the next six months instead of doing the right thing you could add six years of paychecks and now you're not gonna and there's nobody to blame but yourselves yeah i i think man i was i i, I sat and thought the same damn thing who is this for clearly it's for the boys but no the boys would go that's awful yeah what are you doing right but it's for that the boy like let's be honest that's what they would consider it for and um i you know to do a promo like that and this is a small thing but it's a big thing like you said uh great artists steal shitty ones imitate and uh, you elaborated, like, you, you you take something that was already good, a new twist on an old favorite, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, if he wanted to do that, which is kind of nonsensical, there's a million ways he could have made it his own. There's only, and, if you want to do a smart guy reference. And maybe there's small, only, maybe quite. There's only short. two numbers that fucking fit into this promo to play to a higher, higher intelligence and heighten and explore off the Steiner stuff. What does he call himself? Big Papa Pump. Well, no, MJF. 666. Six, There's a 666% chance I'm going to whip your ass. Why? Because I'm the devil. That's the go home. No other fucking bullshit. Or you reference the Lions of Zion in your synagogue back on Long Island and go, this is for all my 33 percenters out there. Big 666 coming at you. Aside from that, to sit there and redo the monologue was atrocious. And it was, it just is like, ugh, that's yeah. the that's the best you're going to fucking do. And now look like a fan. Now a fanboy is your top fucking guy. Well, I, I, I don't usually like to bust this one out. But, I mean, he, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's a confessed fan. And I think even more, <laughs> of course he is. He got into wrestling and got this far. But at that point, it, it, I think it was ill-advised. But it speaks more to the fact that he thought that was a good idea. He did it. I'm assuming it was more than one take. I don't want to assume. It was pre-tape and they rolled it. So so, so, there's more than just him that's guilty. I never, never would have put that out there. Never. Nobody nobody shooting it down and saying, "Uh, hey, listen, man. And uh, because I'm assuming the culture is that Max would probably go, go fuck yourself. Like I'm the champ. This is me doing it because he has that kind of reign. I'm, a, you know, pushing people. Like I look right back at him and I go, "You look like a total fucking mark." You want me to roll with it? You still want me to? There's nobody doing that, Ben. Because at, that mm-hmm. that belt is phony as fuck. It's a prop. If you believe that, then you need to go talk to your therapist because you got advanced mental issues. <laughs> I think uh, I just don't understand. It's out of control, and I wanted to take a. Uh, uh, you know, if there was a, I don't drink anymore, but if there was a drinking game for every time the word friend was mentioned, oh, every time a, a, a friend angle, we've been talking about this and we're not the only ones, everything, it is the mentality of a, of a, of a middle schooler who is, is in contention with his buddies. And these things are playing out because you can feel like the commitment 
to the name Blackpool Combat Club, despite the fact there's no William Regal and no, nobody's from Blackpool, shows me this guy, he had this idea since he was a kid, made it in his little N64 games, and that's what we're doing because that was my idea, and I let, you know, and fine, cool. But it makes no fucking sense. Yeah. And uh, you, when you have the machine to get things over, you can, but at the same time, like, what the fuck? What are we talking about? There's no, it, 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 the, the, the the horse is off the reins and um we're seeing a lot of that that proof and can they can they rein it back in um i don't see any plan there's no there's no sleight of hand that they they've played every card from mike tyson to Shaq to fucking rodman and it didn't do nothing and then to make a total rib of it of like we're gonna get the fucking most indie diehards will osprey we're gonna brag eighty two thousand, and then buddy gets the fucking tattoo and then real news drops that it's seventy two thousand this week Mwah. i love that i love when life strikes like that bro it is it is pure fucking just like you're in the bubble. You couldn't be any more of a fucking mark for the business and for yourself. Sure, you can do unbelievable shit, bro. But but it really is just exposing that the fans are now at the fucking top of the locker room. And all it takes is a little HGH and wind straw to make your forehead and fucking shoulders bigger to go, see, I'm not a fat Taco Bell nerd. There's no difference. There's no difference anymore, bro. <laughs> yeah, they... Uh, at least he had the template for the regrettable tattoo uh, with, with Cody's. So yeah. he, knew, he right. knew what the, you know, I guess you got to own it at that point. What the hell is he thinking? Like, uh, um, it, it, it goes to show that. This is the mind control inside the bubble, bro, that you can control, fucking yeah. destroy your own mind that much. You, you, you drink the Kool-Aid. Look, I, I, you know, there's been times I look back on where I was uh, in my wrestling journey. And there were times I definitely drank the Kool-Aid. You watch the wrestlers, sure. there's a little bit of Kool-Aid. <laughs> but you, sometimes you got, you have to, because you're with a company or, or a promotion or whatever you're doing toward working towards your goals and you have to be committed. You have to, even if in the back of your head, you're like, eh, you still sometimes you got, you got, you got to be committed to, to your right. cause. Um, but the, the commitment with AEW, it's like they're committed to the wrong things and everybody's committed to a different thing. Nobody, as much as they say they're for the company, man, it's if anybody that knows inside the wrestling uh, business knows that wrestlers and dealing with talent are, are can be extremely petty, huge egos, fragile, uh, so much shit talking, eye rolling daggers to the back and it, it's very juvenile very childlike and to not be aware of that <clears throat> which shows tony's inexperience unfortunately it will run rampant that's why you have to stomp it out period yeah you have to stomp it out one and this is where we are this is why we are where we are one man because he didn't stomp it out. He put the cigarette down and let it burn, and now it's a forest fire. Yeah, absolutely. And shout out to my man Charles the Hammer Evans, also in the in the uh chat right now. I know I wanted to get Hammer on here today, but my schedule's been so fucked up. I definitely want to do a great sit down with Hammer. So hopefully we can link up something for next week, my brother there. And uh, hopefully everything's good with you. 
Yeah, Lenny Lilacs in the house too, man. A lot of veterans today. Johnny Publix, uh, shout out to all my locker room brothers. Cool deal, man. Uh, the Friday locker room in the house. Yeah, Charles, um, man, I've, I've traveled a lot with Charles the Hammer Evans. Guys, if you're unaware, this is a, uh, he's from Third Ward, Texas. Big, badass, just scowling. He was in Floyd Mayweather's uh, posse at uh, WrestleMania. And that was unfortunately like his his roster break, but there was. Well, a time- I mean, the reality is, should have been the APA torch pass to Ox and Hammer. Like that, you could have got that yeah. over in two shows and yeah. just kept it great going. Yeah, and, and I and, and and Charles, uh, you know, a lot of the guys when they went to FCW because OVW was a mindset. It was we, mm. you know, we we. We learned a way that we were taught, you know, it, there, there was a lot of validity to it. And it wasn't just one person's opinion. It was Al and Rips and Danny's. Um, but some guys, when they got the FCW, um, it was, they, there was a struggle. And um, <clears throat> with Charles, because I was office technically, like uh, yeah. I rode to a lot of the shows with uh, Charles and uh, Ox is Bam Neely, right? Bam Neely and ECW guys, you would know them as. But in OVW, they were a fucking badass tag team that take your goddamn head off. They were killers. So um, I think like, uh, you know, Hammer was, (laughs) he's like, you changed Baltimore. (laughs) I was like, I haven't changed, man. I'm just fucking making a living dog just like, under somebody else's thumb we got to be the stooge right like yeah i can't goes. sit here and tell you know my buddies the inner work you know what i'm saying like that wasn't mm-hmm. the gig at the time so well now um, you're a direct even more in property to wwe owned by them as opposed to danny's independence operating and you know sending stuff up there so the model was ever ever changing on uh and who's on the in and who's on the out you know mm-hmm. yep uh but but you you know obviously we got to talk ovw and uh we wanted to have adam revolver on here today and but he's actually probably setting up the ring truck he said he's got to roll out at one but um i put out a post yesterday or the day before watching this and i'm almost through the series i've had it on the second screen doing work and uh <laughs> that's a guy that uh, I'm just going to keep putting over and over and then probably for the next month, because uh, to see him, uh, it just brings back. I've, I watching it as well. I'm sure. Well, as you have has had this pride combined with PTSD <laughs> and, and even seeing the rooms and where they are, I can, you can just smell it. You smell gorilla. You can smell, fucking you know when you see her washing blood off her face in the bathroom like i wouldn't put any water out of that fucking sink on my face to start with and just to see the arena and how it's changed to some degree but it is the same and you know uh for those of us who lived it's a little bit different experience but like getting pushed out of the nest going to 2cw work in canada work in chicago what have you uh you know go work in uh, maryland and going going back to there and, and work in florida some people have never left that louisville bubble which is its own bubble and power is one of those but just to think of this show adam revolver who's i would say a better wrestler than everybody on the entire aew roster and with the exception of about four on WWE, he could outwork anybody and go 90 minutes on the fly with no, you just tell him what the finish is and he will walk you through it. Probably Rip Rogers, number one pupil and really is almost 
um, a human version of AI when it comes to analytical and critical thinking, as well as being able to, to go in the ring. And a name that outside of OVW, nobody really knows, unfortunately. I'm not saying that with Malice. And I want to make sure that the world knows who Adam Revolver is because without him, in the time WWE left for FCW, and we were given the book, it was Power and uh, his tag team partner, which everybody knows here from HMG, Ted the Man Beast. Yeah, the Mama Man Beast, Ted McNailer, another brilliant Rip Rogers freak project, that, you know. And uh, and Power's been there. His fa- he, he raised family there. And without his dedication through every iteration, the highs and lows, the coming and going of impact and, and all that shit, he's, he's been the one, aside from Al, consistent that's been there and not enough people know his name or that he is an absolutely brilliant wrestling mind and could easily be given the keys to AEW tomorrow and make changes that would make that company 10 times better creatively and knowing how to do business and also wouldn't put up with, no, we're not, we're not doing the Scott Steiner promo. No, no, we're, this is what we're going to do (laughs) and not get, not get hot and not get heat because really he's kind of a void of emotion (laughs) he really which is which part of is that if you're talking about why he's not on that next level yeah you know he he's never he's a quiet storm and yeah it's it's in it he's on some he's on some goodwill hunting shit when it comes to wrestling bro it really is right i and he's a fellow brent uh in real life so you know it's it's Power or, or Adam Revolver, uh, as he probably wants to push the power thing out of the yeah. equation, I'd imagine. Uh, yeah, fucking it's the locker room where you hear us calling power, it's because a we all have stupid, every wrestler has four different names to start with in their nicknames and their character names, and he's he, he also is white as hell. I mean, cat uh, powder white, right? Like that movie Powder almost, yes, and it's and loser. so. Yeah, so they call him White Power. <laughs> like it's nothing to do with the racism. He played a he played a mobile homer his most of his career till he he, he upgraded and and you know yeah. now he's working with all top guys. But we call him Power, and I don't even think they call him that there now. Like the whole new crop of kids doesn't even know from 15 years ago that right. Like I heard yeah. him call people calling him Brent when I visited in 2016. I'm like, who the fuck is Brent? <laughs> <laughs> just revolver yeah 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 uh, so i used to think and this was so small-minded of me uh i used to think because i came to ovw to get a wwe contract to mm-hmm. figure it out to to figure it the f- out and um i <clears throat> did everything in my power everything was geared towards that and um it involved like you, like you did leaving, you know, your home state, your, your family to, to go to a different, uh, different, a completely different environment. And I double, I doubled down. I left New York to Chicago to pay yeah. all the dues for comedy. Did six Amen. years left again to re fucking start and go there, man. Like, yeah. Double um, whammy. Right. You're like the, the Samoans <laughs> in football. Um, <laughs> so he, uh, but he came from Alabama, I think. So anyway, mm-hmm. regardless, he was one of those guys. I was like, why aren't they, what are they doing? Why him and him and man beast or, or, uh, why isn't he making calls or trying? And 
I, it, you know, I didn't understand in my heart at that time, hey, you dumb shit. Not everybody wants the same things. Mm. And um, I don't know what, what he wanted and didn't want. But I look at that Netflix wrestlers documentary about OBW and I see, look, there's, there, <laughs> there's some inherent flaws in some of the mentality of some of the guys because Al's a promoter. Sure. And he's an owner of the yeah. business. His number one priority is OVW and getting stories out. And he says it in OVW. A lot of these guys look at Al as like a father figure. And he's. Well, they're the island of misfit toys who didn't have that or had an abusive father or fucking a sure. non existent one. But he's not a, he's not their father. No. He's their coach and their, uh, and the, and their promoter. So I think they get kind of like their feelings mixed up. And you see a lot of that in in the in the show because a lot of them have unrealistic expectations so al looks and goes if you're going to be in wrestling this is as high as you're probably going to get a lot of them mm -hmm. uh with power he could have gone how how far he wanted to you know yeah. and and yeah. he, he uh <clears throat> he decided that that he wanted to raise his family there and do and 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 become a staple of obw and that's that's great. It happens here in MCW too. Like, but I hope guys. this is the catapult. Whether today's Black Friday with the firings and there's what have you, not that he doesn't want to stay with OVW and ride this out. I hope this Mixed is what ball. puts him into the fucking big leagues because he could come in just like when a college coach gets promoted to fucking defensive coordinator for the Jets or Giants or some shit. That now this is. In wrestling, you're waiting for the stars to align. And when you do, that's when you take your shot. You just feel it. Like everything starts to come together. And like, now I got a shot at this job. Now I can go. This is his window of opportunity to finally get the paydays in the spot that he's sacrificed 18 years making very little to keep the doors open. So these kids that are shining on this show even had this opportunity. And nobody even knows that it's power who's been there on the fucking watchtower with the rifle guarding everybody's safety, bro. Like for 18 motherfucking years, dude, one territory. I wouldn't do it. Uh, but that's how it was back in the day. There were guys yeah. that ran the office with, uh, next to the promoter and that's Al's guy. And, and quite frankly, like, <clears throat> I don't know, Al would want to go. Uh, who, who knows? We're not there. I don't know the dynamics at the time, but I know power is very talented. Uh, <clears throat> you know, if you put him, uh, in an, uh, exhibition in front of seasoned vets and watch his technique and everything, they, I, they would be extremely impressed. I yeah. think, um, however, the consensus is, you know, and, and on the show, um, because he doesn't, he doesn't come out and and he's not in your face. He's not um, going to draw attention when it's unnecessary. He is a meat and potatoes facts. Here's what it is. He's a fucking analytical wit, like not like that's analytic it, yeah, numbers. He's just right there with everything psychology, creative wise, and it's it's a little tough, not tough to get used to because I I put it over on my Facebook of like this guy I miss creating with one of the most brilliant minds, not just a blow sunshine up his ass and do that but he deserves more recognition than possibly anybody else except for al snow and keeping that goddamn place open so this shit could fucking even be a dream in the future this is before matt jones and any of them even were even in the matt picture jones. 
Yeah. Right? Like, that guy's that guy's great. There's a interesting a character. So so okay. A couple things. Number one, and, and you saw the wrestlers too that run into the shot because the camera's there. That guy, yeah. Layla Gray's boyfriend, was very guilty of this. And yeah. he came off like a, a dummy. Like he would when he went to the, the Al's office, like, hey, it's <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, certified. it's certified. Yeah, yeah. But oh, I, lo I love, I love that the real Al is there. I'll be like, oh, mm -hmm. all right, yeah. I oh, guess I didn't certified. know that. Yeah, <laughs> it's an that, it's an ongoing struggle. Like, Al, Al doesn't. If there's one thing in that, Al puts on no airs. The Al Snow you're seeing there behind the scenes or in That's the Al. monologues is a hundred percent him. There's no work in that shit whatsoever, in my opinion. Um, and and. and that guy also in the parking lot when the one wrestler he's bannering with that this one little fan by the way the slacks and donna rest in peace made the doc so yeah it's ovw documentary officially yeah. uh <clears throat> he comes up in the parking lot while the guy's jabbering it's a good moment with the kid and just kind of inserts himself and you don't have nothing to say and it's just you can it's desperate and you can tell the producers are like <laughs> yeah 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 but yeah. one of the funniest moments for me was we talked about a lot of these guys think Al's a father figure and and one only the real touching one was the Indian dude that was that yeah Mahabali Shear is uh, great I like, he's, Brian Kennison like. Brian Kennison showing the sacrifice of I'm here doing some stupid remote to even hopefully get one or two fans and missing time with the kid you know what I mean and and the real emotion of that like sure that was you know that that type of stuff because really that that's kind of your spot the, the i'm on commentary i'm the half office dude trying to do marketing do what i can like well, you can, we can yeah. relate to that very real that that hit me you know I, yeah uh, I, I i there was some times where i was like if i knew him i would have talked to him uh i would have said mm -hmm. chill out with a little bit of the eye rolling the huffing and puffing a little bit of a little bitching and complaining, just tad, just a tad too much. Yeah. Uh, there was so much. Look, whatever you want to say about Matt Jones, we've all encountered in the wrestling business the guy from outside coming in with money and being it's like, Mark. "We're going to make money the, Mark the local car dealer the champion." Like they don't, they don't understand. It's but guess what? They're putting up the money, so the level of like disrespect right to this guy's face and immediately behind his back when he'd say something they'd turn and be like oh this motherfucker and it's just like hey y'all he's fucking putting out losing twenty thousand, whatever a week or whatever it was so you guys can play cowboys and indians into your 40s there's nowhere else you can do that fucking play the game make that that guy just wants to feel like he's part of the thing did you see and, the, and that's the on ovw guys being in the bubble going we're not, i don't care if you're the money mark or not you're not gonna fucking disrespect me but that's them being delusional because because they should be going all right let me learn how to work this money mark get on his good side because i want to go do the same thing to con <laughs> if i can get him I, I can do it x amount of time because there let me let me oh sorry go ahead finish go ahead. no okay so it doesn't even have to be nefarious right yeah. it doesn't even have to be no. nefarious and 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 <clears throat> they there was a lot of like a sense of the, the entitlement and it's not i don't know al is so smart because you wouldn't see you didn't see al that's why he, oh god he wasn't on that uh any maybe once, but not really on the show. Bearing Matt Jones, he wasn't. He you wouldn't catch him saying 
the derog any derogatory things, right? Yeah. Matt Jones right. is kind of like, well, Al's not the great businessman, da, da, da. but the boys and, and the gals were so I don't know. It's smart. Al may may keep may, you know, I'm not saying he encouraged the, the discontent, but it doesn't hurt for Al to have be the you know, the guy they're bleeding for, right? right That's because right. that, he needs that. He needs that from them for them to go tell those stories and put their bodies on the line uh at that level for that kind of money and and i want to get back to the al dad thing but you had a good you look like you're about to jump out your seat no go ahead please um my favorite part of the whole thing is <laughs> and look i i looked al's mentor too i really did uh so many of us did but the guy is not our dad like he's he's a promoter he's i learned so much from him and how to carry yourself and the reason he carries himself without showing that emotion. The reason he doesn't like drive with wrestlers, he drives with refs or announcers is because he's, he knows you can't do that. You can't be seen with the boys. It looks like favoritism. So mm -hmm. he, he's so smart with that. Um, but what was like surprising to me was the Matt Jones saying, you know, I want, I want Al to um, I react with emotion. And I just wanted Al to, to say good job or uh, yeah, yeah. way to go. And he's talking about right. his dad. Even, yeah. And, and that guy that. is drawn to it because he's a broken misfit toy as well without a father figure, bro. He could be, you could put him in trunks and teach him how to bump. He's like, he just has money. Yeah. That's the thing. And, and, and he's a, he's a, he's a good businessman. And uh, this thing didn't take like everything in his life. Business wise, it, it appears has been, he's touched it and it's turned gold. This is the only thing. So with the site well here's where I, you're right back on thank you for for hitting it back across on that to me because been in this business for 16 years <laughs> the only person who's made money in this business that i've witnessed out of every company i've ever worked for and i've been in a fair amount that have all gone out of business and they all will <laughs> because the only time anybody made any money was Danny Davis. And it wasn't through ticket sales. It wasn't through the sale of the company. It was the sale of the library. The only way to make money in professional wrestling, aside from being Vince McMahon and get, taking it for 40 years and riding it out and having the major sponsors and having that you, Tony Khan has made no money in this. He's, he's probably lost $150 million plus already. Danny Davis got his 2.5 for the fucking library and moved to Florida. And it was, it's time to retire and become part of the AARP WI 500. Get right? that goatee <laughs> growing. Yeah. Looking good. Ride the motorcycles, uh, you know, and, and, and live out the rest of his days without the headaches of people coming and going and you can put the title on me and cash that like, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> right. Every promoter I know, even to CW, lost $150,000 now. And I've even talked to Josh about this. Now we've been sitting dormant for the last eight years. He's got 10 years of tape with everybody from Kevin Steen to Brody Lee to Eddie Edwards to Terry Funk, Spike Dudley, fucking on and on and on and on. Hacksaws, Sergeant Slaughter, plenty of people who are on WWE TV right now. And now you either lease that library or cash in and sell it all. You want to lease it? 300 grand a year. You want to buy it? Fucking uh, then uh, $3 million straight up. And yeah. that's the only way as an owner that you are really going to make money in this shit is to cash in on your library after you lose, 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 lose. 
Oh, we made six grand on that show. Comes right back in. Lose, lose, lose. Oh, we made 20 on that show. Good. We're going to use that for the pay-per-view. Lose. <laughs> like that is, if you, and, and Matt Jones didn't know what he was walking into to have that mindset out of the gate because he's been successful in other real business propositions. That is not, there isn't one promoter I've worked for from Tony Scarpone uh, who ran blitz in Chicago, who had to put it all on the line. And his show was like a mini raw ends up getting shut down at the end of the day. Dynasty wrestling moves in after two CW. They're coming back to do one or two shows, but that only lasts for so long. How much can immortal either make or break on a show? And, and if it wasn't for Hameen media, giving them fucking global exposure, would people like Frank be bringing his uh, family from Jersey to see a show? Fuck. He bringing no. his pickle barreled ass. Right. Right. So big shout out Schmoopy. Uh, but, uh, you know, all, all these things where everyone's like, it's going to be a wrestling company. We just got to start making money, get people in and buy, you're not going to do it. And uh, it, it is a, you have to walk through the door going, I am prepared to lose a quarter million dollars to get the tape. And hopefully I make enough good tape with enough people that are going to get over at WWE level that will, it, in, it will increase the value of my library. Do you know any promoter and maybe MCW has got the secret? I don't know, but every promoter I've ever known, be prepared to, to, to piss away $150,000 over 10 years. Yeah. I, I can't imagine what, you know, the, the thing is, the the profit that's made is almost, and most promoters that are good, like the Danny McDevitts and Dennis Whipwreck, who own and run MCW, they are independently and financially stable outside. Right. You okay. have to be. So any money that is made or most money that's made comes right back into it. Um, <clears throat> I know, like, the streaming on Fight was extremely expensive so it was like to do it live so it was like you can't we can't justify that anymore um <clears throat> even with like uh the hardy boys on it it's tough um so you know that in that sense uh i i i agree with you that's an interesting business model and approach nobody's nobody's even talking about it that way but if you look at every indie across the country ever no independent organization going, fuck, we're up 500 K based on what we do, you know, uh war big Tom, but he, he's got, he's got a, a, a model, but at the same time, everything he makes profit wise is going back into it and he'll lose and, and find another way, you know? Um, Yeah. <clears throat> and, and this, and, and back just real quick, my favorite part is <laughs> this the, Matt Jones is talking to Al about the big one. And I don't know if you've seen, you haven't seen it yet. The big one. I haven't seen the, no, is that when he wants Al on the show? Yes. I just watched that and Al's fucking heads down, right? Yes. Uh, the big one is their big pay-per-view. I don't want to give too many spoilers, but right. you see when he's talking about Matt Jones, that is how Al doesn't mm. show the emotion that he would, he's used to and like, good job. And, and, uh, and it, you know, Al's just, that built that way um no. in the in the meeting before as a one-on-one -on -one meeting before the the big show you see matt jones go it's a big night out we got all the sponsors are here yeah. uh he goes um you know so we gotta we gotta do well there my mother's here mm -hmm. and and al he goes it's the first time in the davis uh arena and al goes oh that's good that's cool great great your mother came and he goes 
Uh, well, she came because at midnight, Al, it's my birthday. And Al goes, happy birthday. And he was just... Nah, that's all she wrote on it. The pause. Just <laughs> wanting Al to be like, it's your birthday. Hey, birthday, buddy, come here, man. Come We're here, gonna, dude. I'm going to say happy birthday dude, to you. Everybody is a fucking misfit in this shit, bro. You know what I mean? And except for... I would say, I mean, you you obviously have your story. Uh, I inherited psychopathic tendencies and fucking I'm a conspiracy nutbag, right? Of, and and I'd say Revolver, who has a very meticulous lawyer father, we showed up with pretty good family values. And we don't yeah. crave that fucking pat on the head. We crave power and glory <laughs> like that's what we crave yeah. but when they were going al have you ever wrestled when was the last time you were in the ring al goes uh i've never i don't know i mean uh here but uh, but then i go oh yeah <laughs> right. how about that one right there jtg comes back al snow tags with richard cranium and the whole oh place God. was going nuts bro that, that was, was a great. good time right uh his, richard cranium uh wins with the large package his large package is coming he opens the large package and it's head his tag team partner is going to be al snow and it was versus totally awesome uh you know chris silvio and uh jimmy paradise and the place was absolutely loving it bro Ooh, four more weeks. Rip was yeah, Rip the, was brilliant, and, and and you guys too. It was like uh, we tried to we tried to get the Undertaker, but he wasn't available. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Richard Cranium, let's be honest, was just rotten, bell to bell in the physicality and athleticism. But yeah. and, and Rip knew that. So what did he do? He has this guy just run out in this. He he wore a yellow singlet. Uh, and a blue zip-up jacket, and yeah. his head, he looked ridiculous. He was a kind of a funny-looking dude. I'm not, he looked like not kind of a methed-out Jesus. He looked like a methed-out Jesus. <laughs> I don't think he was on drugs. He just looked that way. No, and he just really looked like that. really sweet guy. Great guy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and he just run around the ring going, let's get crazy. Let's get crazy. Uh-oh. And um, <clears throat> Rip knew he couldn't wrestle, so Rip would just had him get his ass beat running around the ring by this big dude. And get carded out. And then for the next four weeks, there was just like these pre-tapes of him going, four more weeks, I'm yeah. back in a hospital with women with their tits out. And with big old gimmicks, yeah. yeah. Yeah, waiting for him to come back to confront this big, big bad dude. And it was like, that simple. DCW, I was like, oh, that's it. That's all. It's that's, oh, I'm doing long division here. Oops. Come on. Four now. more weeks. Four more weeks and there's no more DCW. I know you were waiting for the go home on that one. 
Uh, so, yeah, man. Yeah, that easy. That, that easy. Um, and, and you can you compare that a guy who probably never should have been in the ring to MJF doing a fanboy Scott Steiner repeat promo one minute and that fucking was ten times more over, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 astounding. Just <clears throat> it's scary too because. MJF and those guys now they're going to go on and that if that's the way they learned and they think is good that's what they're going to pass down and um yeah but no, he learned he learned from Hawkins and Pat Buck so that's the same crew that fucking we came up with dude and that he, that's why he is that good however something in the last decade of the generation Z millennials has gone askew and they don't fucking get it we're losing the war. Get, we're losing yeah. the war, and, yep. and I don't think we're going to win. Period. They're just, well, even Al, how about this? When uh, Buddy comes back after getting busted sniffing Laura tabs on the show, right? And and you see him come back 50 days sober. and uh, <laughs> Oh, what an idiot. What a fucking idiot. Yeah, and, and Al's sitting there with him, and he goes, if this was back then, I wouldn't even let you through the door. He goes, but... This isn't then. And I'm thinking to myself, holy fuck. Of course this isn't then. You would have been gone 50 days, maybe a year, year and a half. You might stick your head up to come back, bro. You know, or yeah. things like even and he though he goes out is, to the parking yeah. lot and, 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 and smokes and smoke. weed. Right. He's, and he's even like, even like, even Haley J smoking weed on the back steps. I'm waiting for Gutterman to stick his head around the corner going, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? The, the 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 brass balls and or ignorance inside the bubble of these kids is beyond where it should be. Like and nobody's uh reining them in. I <clears throat> I am even, not gonna say even I went down to the gas station to give Robert Gibson his weed when he needed it. You know what I mean? I knew not to do it right there in the parking lot. Look, the I'm fuck. not gonna say that shit didn't happen in that very parking lot. Yeah, I'm not gonna say that, but there was some tact. Yeah, and there was some fear. There's yeah. no fear there. None. The you know, uh I because there's I'm no promise of going up to WWE. That's there's it. no, there's no, that, that's the, that's the biggest difference of, of what it is, man. And I love, I, I've got to know Haley J a little bit over a weekend from the Mickey James camp. Oh I've no, <laughs> I, uh, I, I like, I've been watching her. We got her on empower. Mickey's a big fan of her as well. Mm -hmm. And like, she's got the goods. There's something she, she's a star in my opinion. Uh, and you should see her like when she works, She's like, she reminds me of Sherry Martell in a lot of ways. Mm. Uh, I know the jury's out, her attitude and immaturity. Yeah, but she's a young kid, stupid. She's a kid. And uh, I just hope that the traumas and things she's been through doesn't prevent her from getting where she needs to go. Because that boyfriend of hers, you got, he got to go, bro. He got to yeah. go. Uh, I yeah. don't know if there's domestic violence at one point in it. And Al's just like, don't don't put that in the documentary. Well, of course they're gonna do it. And they're yeah. gonna interview this jabroni and his big fucking uh beat up pinto. Like that's his gimmick. And that guy sucks. Yeah. He's just oh, he's bitter. just so bitter. But but um, he's a, he's an accurate representation, you know, of of a of a sect of dudes we work with. Frank wants to know what's OVW cost uh your in life. What, what way? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh if you want to train with Rip, uh two grand a year. 
and you better have his fucking money or you're off the show. Plus, you got to go sell just to be on the student shows, five tickets minimum and whoever's top ticket seller. And this is where the doing business gets you over <laughs> because, again, talk lumpy Magoo. Another guy, green as grass, great character, very similar to Richard Cranium. Because of the way we wrote Lumpy Magoo, Power, Man Beast, you you and myself, and he could connect with that Southern Fried Bullshit fan base, it became hard for us to sell tickets because 100 fans would only want to buy from Lumpy because that would put him in the main event because they wanted to see what was going on. And other guys would come like, all my normal ticket sellers I can't sell to because they want Lumpy because he's over. Well, A, do better at your fucking character so they want from you. Or go find new fucking things so you're not comfortable. So you had to pay too large, plus sell your tickets every fucking week, which is part of learning the hustle of pro wrestling, plus wear whatever other hats wasn't getting paid to write, but I was there to write and show that I would train, take bumps and sacrifice myself and be on camera to help get storylines wherever we needed to get them. But you got to pack up, move away from your family. Guys saying they're going, they, one guy says, I got a 15 year old and an eight year old and I'm here to fucking make no money to try and get myself over and, and live my dream. This is the sickness of what it takes when people go, my sacrifice. Yeah, you fucking go. Every time they cut to a house in and like for a setup shot of like this person at home. It's a little dumb dog shit fucking spot. The worst house you would probably ever want to live in. And every cent you have is going to pay rent, pay for your gym membership. So you can eat tuna out of a can with some rice and you don't get to go out to nice dinners while you work your 40 hour a week fucking job just to pay that, to go make no money to get your wrestling career started in hopes that you can get an impact shot. You can get a fucking, and the chances of that, are about one in 40 of, of getting that if you don't know how to hustle. And if OVW wants you there because Al's invested long-term storyline and you're getting over locally, you're going to go, yeah, I'm fucking over. And it feeds your ego and it feeds your, your want for the buzz, but it don't put money in your pockets because there's no money there. You only And they don't think that because they're like, oh, I'm over. Well, if you're over, that means you should be the business person to have the merch, to supply to support that know how to hustle x amount of other ways so you can have other uh outcome incomes coming in why is where is the ovw daily podcast it's not there because people think they're fucking over and they only have to do this much they're doing a lot you're not doing enough and they don't know that i gotta get out of here so when Haley j goes i gotta go work a uh, while wow, because they're actually gonna pay me and be like what the fuck you're fucking leaving and they make her look like the heel off of that, that's them in the bubble, not knowing that I've got my master's education. You really need to look at OVW as a master's degree in wrestling. And then are you going to stay in college the rest of your life? Or are you going to go out and fucking apply your craft and become who you need to be? And it's very hard for people to get out of that nest and that bubble because the pressure is, Oh, you're fucking going into business for yourself and you're leaving us. You're stupid getting out of it. And you are dumb kind of burning out, but you better, you got to go and do this shit. Unfortunately, you're going to have to burn out at some point. Al Dude, is. Sorry, I got to put this no. over real quick. 
special guest uh, right here. You want to talk about oh! an, another great fucking talent who fought along Adam Revolver and Ted the Trailer McNailer. There is no mobile homers without fucking my man. Uh, yeah, nine fingers, Dewey. Uh, big shout out to Dewey, man. Uh, miss you, buddy. I always had great times with you. One of the best uh, dudes that is not a lot. I don't want to call him a clown, but he brought that fun good brother energy to the locker room if you were pissed off you couldn't help have an interaction with nine fingers dewey and put a smile on your face and, and a fucking laugh for the day bro and uh, a, a great character worker and i'm so glad you're joining us here today buddy i hope you're watching the ovw stuff and having fond memories too man because I, I that's all i have of you nine fingers i hope everything's well with you buddy uh, a possum bit that finger off. That's what I used to say on commentary. On a that. possum bit that son <laughs> bitch off. <laughs> do rod, my man, the do rod, man. It's fucking what, what, what a great day. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So Al's not gonna want to let. Uh, he's in the business to keep an OVW as hot as it can be. Haley J is an asset, a hot asset, and he got helped get her over, gave her the platform to get her over, and um, of course he's not gonna let that go. No, but you gotta leave. You gotta piss off. You gotta. You gotta step on some. But shoes. she's gotta... also young and dumb to not know that. Let me pay off my shit on the twenty seventh show. Right. At the end of that show, I go in and have the meeting with Al and say, "I love you. You've been a father figure to me, but it's time I gotta go out and ply my trade for the next year. Um, if you need me to do something, <laughs> like I would have built up the business on the way out, right? So he's not furthering it. I would have had that meeting beforehand, probably, and then you go out and you fucking walk off into the sunset with your bindle over your fucking shoulder right and and go to apply your kung fu craft but right. that's that they're they're just too young and they they don't realize that they're shooting themselves in the foot they can't you know cut their nose off to spite their face really yeah i mean like you said there was no money but like i mean <clears throat> there was uh you know we were working towards a goal and i know i was and and you were as well and yeah um you know, the, the collateral for me in my mid twenties, uh, besides, you know, learning my craft and, and, and doing a legit TV show in a legit territory was, you know, uh, being on TV Saturday nights and going into the, sure. going into the strip clubs <laughs> and for street live and, and living the work. life, bro, living the life of a fucking rock star celebrity. Over. <laughs> but, yeah. um, the, what was I going to say? Oh, the, uh, I forget. It'll come back to me. It's all good. Shit. It's all good. And I want to save some of this too for, yeah. for, for Monday when revolvers here, uh, ah. hopefully and join us. You know what I mean? But, uh, oh, oh, obviously go ahead, please, yeah, please. Sorry. Haley J. There's two ways in my opinion, this can go. Uh, <clears throat> Haley J. Grow, you know, matures quickly starts to really be about her business. Cause she has a business sense of mind. If she gets, if she cuts some people out of her life and surrounds herself with some smart people, uh, I don't think she wants to leave OVW because that's where her home is or people are. Um, but you're gonna have to at some point. Here's the, it, it, you know, I think she she may have get be getting a look at WWE. I've heard, but they're gonna look at that like now. I believe some sometime around, but they they're probably gonna look at that and be like, we have some issues here. Uh, the drink. Sure. The, the DUI issue with smoking weed and driving. That's a problem. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the boyfriend. Um, 
they know the wow, deal. That, that's that's not that's a non-issue, really. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, that, be fucking gone, bro. I like, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is for her. Be- no, listen, because well, it's about bad choices. Yes. It, yeah. It's yes. about it's about it's about being. As Rip would say, you're in your 20s, you know F.A., fuck all. And you're probably F.R., fucking rotten. She's not fucking rotten, but she knows fuck all. And she doesn't have that foundation. Like I said, I'm not trying to pick apart her personal life. Just when we watched on here, and and you've had more interaction with with her than I have. I met her mother a couple times. And, you know, we're, we're all in this weird fucking carny fucking circus together, and we're all characters. But when mom gets busted... Uh, you know, after single mom with a fucking kilo of yayo that and goes to jail, that does irreparable damage and sets up a, a model psychologically of uh, behavior that is self-destructive and is probably handed down in DNA from generation to generation to generation. You go back to 1812 and fucking grandma fucking uh, Haley J was probably stealing horses and shit. You know what I mean? Like of whatever it was at the time working at the fucking brothel saloon down there, you know? So that, that, that's just in the DNA. And if you're a Southern fried bullshit, fucking onion picker, even though you got a lot of charisma, I see that as behavior. If it doesn't get corrected by the time you get to your thirties, you might burn bright, but the end looks like a sunny finish to me. Oh boy. I'm not going to go that far. Well, I'm is saying that a possibility. Is that, yeah. The, like the, the, the framework is there. We can always make better choices, but if you don't, and when you're in it, they don't understand that. Look at, this is what could happen to me and I could make it to there. But what, if the behavior is not corrected and she made it to WWE, that reinforces fuck. I can do what I want. I'm over. I got here. And then whoop, 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 whoop. You and fucking Usos are on the side of the road and fucking cuffs. Right. And, yeah. and now it's a bad PR and then you spin out. Then you got to go back to OVW with your tail between your legs. Cause you got no value anymore. Instead yeah. of going, let me eliminate abusive people from my life let me fucking get a life coach let me really see it but you know because it's too much too fast <clears throat> yeah yeah i mean that, there's some valid points i i i just i want to say this and look at this with Haley J. uh <clears throat> and hopefully she comes to realize this and i know deep down she's she's smart and you can tell she's got a good heart um she as a son and I think anybody that watches that show sees that she jumps off the goddamn screen. She yeah. could go on any reality series to, especially since the writers uh, in Hollywood, are they still on strike? Yes. So there's plenty, like she could. Yeah. Reality, re- reality show off, star. That should be her fucking push, right? She could fill her calendar off of what she's doing here not necessarily I mean, some wrestling, of course, but like get into that kind of reality uh, avenue. Or you know, she loves wrestling. She could button up, but if nothing changes, nothing changes. So she's got to be on her best behavior. And if she is, and they give her a shot, man, that girl has it. She is a freaking star. I've seen it in person. I see it on the television. I know what it looks like. I know what it sounds like. This is a girl who knows who she is. With all genius, there's madness, bro. Like, that's why the it factor comes with some other level of social retardation, almost always. It's true. It's true. And um, I I hope 
that she is able to, again, if nothing changes, nothing changes. So some things have to maybe change. I don't know. I don't know where she is right now with, with the opportunities and her life. She's at the holiday, she's at the holiday Inn right now. If you need her, she's fucking. So I, I think she, uh, I think she can, uh, I, I know she can overcome and I know, uh, if she applies, um, and surrounds herself with the right people and applies their advice, uh, and she will have, be able to, to have a nice living and, and make it and, and set up her son to not have to deal with any of the shit yeah. that she had to. Okay? I'm shocked. I'm shocked they sold Al on that death match. I, I thought he was going to fucking too. tell him, go fuck yourself. We don't do that here. It must have been an ask or like a, he owed her one. You know, yeah, who knows? yeah, yeah. But uh, to bring it full circle, Adam Revolver's the fucking man, and I love to see him shine, and that did my heart uh, a big justice, bro, because I feel like I've gotten to have a lot of great moments through 2CW, and I'm not trying to brag on anybody. Like I went and applied my craft and, and helped make my name and uh, even put it out there when I was <laughs> – and it was Ed Ferrara, a fucking drunken night with him in Improv Olympic Chicago that sent me to OVW, and I remember saying true? to – yeah, that it, oh, I did. It was World News Tonight uh, with uh, Jordan Klepper from The Daily Show. And they were doing a wrestling show, and they knew I was a fucking mega wrestling mark at the time, right? And I did some lucha bits and shit on the show. And Ed and I closed down I.O. till 4 in the morning. I just bought beers all fucking night long. And he goes, you, you and a total mark, recounting everything that him and, and uh, Russo had ever written. He goes you got to go to OVW and if you really want to do this shit. And uh, it was, uh, the next week I started going to visit three months later, I moved there. And I remember saying to Ed, I go, dude, I really just want to be the next you and Vince Russo of what it was. And when I don't believe in the fucking book, the secret or whatever, I do believe in Tesla and chi energy though. So it's weird. Um, but in group mind is a very big part of what I do and how to be an empathic person and, you know, put my thoughts yeah. in other people's heads. Uh, it's very real to me. And, um, and now it might not have manifested itself how I want to, but being business partners with Vince Russo and having go Ben, I mean, you're a genius, bro. Uh, that's the, the daddy pat on the head that I needed, I guess. But if you, if you keep pushing and you keep going out on your journey and you, slay dragons and fucking fight battles and fight wars and keep keep it going and i've never had to change gimmick one time you know like you stick to your guns and you understand it and you keep evolving and, and accept what comes to you and yes and it it'll come back to you so to see him finally get this spot after 18 years that's a long time standing in the post before somebody knows who the fuck you are across the world and now the entire world knows who Adam Revolver is, and I couldn't be more fucking pumped about it. What a promo. Uh, Let's keep going. It's a dark, it's a dark day. It's a dark day. Yeah, man. Yeah. You're driving the ring truck to the show right now. <laughs> uh, it's a dark day, though, man, in Stanford. Big news. Uh, Nick Khan puts out. Yeah, Black Friday, bro. Uh, Nick Khan puts out a statement after the big uh, TKO announcement uh, on Tuesday that we saw from the stock exchange, but uh, he says, hi, all this is inside email to 
WWE employees as part of WWE's transition into the forming, newly formed TKO Group Holdings. We're evaluating our existing operations and systems to identify potential synergies mm. across the business. This effort includes workforce reductions, which will take place tomorrow. Those whose roles have been impacted will be notified by our human resources team who will share the details of their severance package. We're asking everyone work remotely Friday, September 15th, so we can ensure all conversations are handled privately and respectfully. We'll send out a company. Yeah. We'll send out a company wide email. Once all of tomorrow's conversations have happened, our company is home to the most talented, creative and hardworking employees in the world. WWE is a special place, which makes moments like this difficult. Just know that we have nothing but gratitude and admiration for everyone we've had a privilege to work alongside. Thank you for all of your contributions and dedication. The Iceman, Nick Khan. Uh, <laughs> as fucking uh, corporate as it can get and as remote, please don't bring a rifle to shoot us, so we're going to do it over Zoom. Uh, uh, however, the, yeah. Yeah, the Stooge Report's been coming on this, so I'm sure many have reached out to NFL and NBA, which they came from. A lot of those staffers came from crossover from there. Uh, it's got to be tough right now getting into Hollywood with everything that's going on. So that's going to hold up some families. So I really hope WWE severance package is a full year of pay. If these cocksuckers just got $9.3 billion, take care of your people when you know what's what. However, this is the wrestling business and it usually don't go down like that. So very interesting. And also, they announced that they need to make 500 to $2 million in redundancy cuts, which is exactly what happened when we were allegedly uh, not let go, but not renewed contract-wise on the consultants when USA folded into NBC. The exact same thing happens. We don't need two marketing departments. We don't need two web design departments. We don't need two editing departments. And NBC is bigger than USA, so it gets folded in. And this is exactly what's happening now in, in this corporate takeover. So a lot of unknown faces who've probably been there a long time uh, that aren't executives who are getting $5 million bonuses are going to have, you know, they really have to budget coming in. Hopefully they got their nuts squirreled up for winter, you know? Yeah, it's it, that's that email makes it sound like a lot of the office and Stanford staff is going to be going because you know saying don't come in we'll call you yeah. uh and you know this is a scary scary day for talent i talked to um a few of the guys timmy's uh, hiding under the table he's so scared he's not even on the payroll he's like i'm not getting <laughs> fired fuck <laughs> I, was gonna, I was gonna say the uh black friday uh you know you wait you you, you sit by your phone and yeah. it rings and you go uh <laughs> Two, three, ignore and yep. you fucking get on the beach or at the pool and you fuck, bust out your little yeah. novel and you don't answer the fucking call because it ain't gonna be good no um, and i've seen them do sick and twisted stuff before like call people to give them like oh hey this is like not not fire them but make them yeah think it's happening um Look, it's it's found it's part of the business, part of the deal. If you're talented at what you do and you make it in wrestling, at some point you're going to get fired, and uh, it just happens. You just it's it's the nature of the beast. Um, unfortunately, at this juncture in professional wrestling, while it seems like there's a million places to work, there's a lot of turmoil and chaos. Now, opportunity can be 
uh, sprung forth from chaos, but you got to know what you're doing and you got to be able to right. take calculated risks that are smart. Um, <clears throat> I think that um, this has been a long time coming. If you look at WWE and you look at even just the roster. But how about this new mega facility in Stanford that is a fucking Hollywood level soundstage studio, all top of the line fucking editing bay equipment, bro. All that shit is just going to be sitting there collecting dust. That's crazy, right? It's a, it's a, <clears throat> what, what? Like uh, I, th- I think you dump it off to somebody who's ready to get out of ho- get out of Hollywood like Sony like you know what I mean fucking yeah like they're going to Houston and stuff yeah maybe. yeah yeah but can, yeah. dude Stanford's a shithole yeah Excuse me, guys if you're from Stanford no if it's a shithole they know it yeah it's a shithole like WWE headquarters is awesome but it is right off the highway and across the street is it's all shitty it's like yeah. look I'm from a shitty like a city that's shitty. Like and dying. Uh, oh, it, so it's a straight up like right behind the original Stanford is the Notel Motel, literally filled with heroin, meth addicts, and fucking hookers right there. And then the beds haven't been washed since 1971, and nothing yeah. has changed. Like it, it is in the middle of the ghetto. Now this place is uptown a little bit more in the uh, uh, where all the big uh, insurance companies had their buildings and stuff. It's not as, um, you know, surrounded by houses, but but it's still, I mean, there ain't shit there really. So that was, I'm assuming this was set in motion before uh, things changed, whether Mm -hmm. it was uh, domestic issues or whether it was health issues, something changed and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I you know, with the the amount of money the company, I like made, this. I, I like this right here. How about a new HMG headquarters? You ready to move in? We just sure. live on the top floor. I think that'd be fucking over. If I don't have to go outside in Stanford, I'll be good. Yeah, if we can get that, if we can get that Netflix deal done, where all of the fucking we we find a way to buy the place, and then all of our buddies who are journeyman wrestlers, we move in there, and it's like the real world. Uh, of wrestling and we just fucking produce out of there no matter what right uh, that's interesting uh, yeah that's I like it. Uh, <laughs> so yeah black friday is coming i i don't know how it's much here daddy coming. right now it's, it's going down so <laughs> we probably haven't heard some of the uh so here's here's a couple happening. here's a couple heavy hits um uh, barry horvitz no jamie horwitz uh barry's cousin as evp of developmental and digital horwitz brings uh to wwe two decades of experience in the sports media industry uh that uh on the way out there from nick khan and uh, also Catherine Catherine Newman, uh, WWE's executive VP, head of marketing, has departed as of today from the post Endeavor acquisition. And uh, there was another fellow yesterday who uh, was <laughs> like, "Oh, and he has been there for two decades. Got a five million dollar Sia, you know." So yeah, yeah, yeah. So just uh, some heavy hitters, huh? Yeah, yeah. But wow. here's here's what I wanted. So let's even say that frees up. And amongst other executives, we get rid of them. Thirty million total, right? In cost, what have you? They want two hundred million. And we've been saying this is NXT on its way out. I know people are like Becky Lynch buried. Somebody was like they buried Tiffany Tiffany Stratton by putting back the belt on Becky Lynch. 
Stupid. That just shows that you're a fucking moron and you know nothing about pro wrestling, that the belt is a prop and the fact that you just went from working against people who could barely tie their shoes or were shooting shot puts at NCAA. Now you get to fucking work with the women's champ. If you don't understand what that rub is, you are a fucking moron. Hit the button and Tommy will come back and hit you in the head with a tack hammer because you are a retard. All right. So like that fucking alone you know, these armchair quarterback dirt sheet writers don't get it, fanboys, that she is getting the rub. And when I see a Tiffany Stratton show up on TV, that to me says cuts are coming. She's staying. We need to get her over. Who else do we need to get over? Maybe Braun Breaker to get him to work with Seth or, or Baron Corbin and one or two others and the rest of you. Good luck going back to NCAA, be an assistant coach at your fucking college to be like teach shot put for the next thing. And your mom goes to college. Your mom goes. <laughs> I don't know if uh, if they're going to cut NXT. I could see them cutting a lot of the some of the talent. It's a forty million dollar loss a year. It makes no money. But okay, this is true. So it depends on who is speaking on on NXT's behalf because you could sell it. You could sell it as well, yeah, sure. Forty million dollars we're losing, but how much are we making in the stars we develop? Let's look at yeah, this. Let's, let's look, look at, at it. it. Give me, give me top five stars of the last three years that equal forty million dollars in revenue. Ray Ripley, who's another one? Ray Ripley, uh, Damian Priest. Uh, three years. When was Sam Dominic? Kevin, probably. That, who's Dominic? He yeah. wasn't in NXT, was he? Uh, slightly, but even, even he's got the belt that's on main TV now. It's not doing anything down there, right? That they got to sell it. They send a Seth Rollins and a Becky Lynch down there. You think that's just to give that talent the rub or for them to work with them and go, what do you think about he's this ready. kid? Yeah. That, that's, he's we've ready. seen this X amount of times. That's the, the fucking Kentucky Kingdom rub, right? Is my right. crew ready to go up? Right. It definitely is. And, and I think... Um, it's not a, it's not a bad thing. And they clearly, they love that the, the girl who, you know, doesn't even know wrestling really, but she's, they, they love her. They strap a rocket to her back. That's what they talk about when they say they don't, right. They, they want somebody that's, uh, they don't want somebody with indie experience. They want somebody that's a hunk of clay that they can mold. And And Gunther'd be the other one that I would say we're around on the five. Ah. Now of those, of those we just named, do they generate $40 million? I don't think they do. But you're saying that now, and and we uh, do they generate it right now? No, will they? Gunther's going to draw a lot of freaking money, man. Where did Stone Cold Steve Austin go to developmental? He didn't, the territories. Exactly. And I talked to Johnny Publix, John Hartnett about this exact shit. What does, does UFC have a fucking NXT? Nope. They've got their little reality show for the ultimate fighter that's kind of jumped the shark that nobody really watches anymore. It was hot back when. But John told me, K-Fizz, that what they do is subsidize these small territories who want to do pay-per-views because they can't pay for the purse off of drawing 200 people to Viper Fight League to fucking pay for uh, Fight TV and, and get all that shit over. So they have to give 70 grand to them to put that show on, pay the boys, and and now they're getting reps and they're getting used to, you know, being in a, a, a pseudo-celebrity. And that all added in, if you were to subsidize maybe seven different fight leagues, comes to about 5 to $7 million a year. When it comes to the Iceman, Nick Khan, and dollars making sense, it ain't about what Al loves, making stories, letting people do it. 
bro, this is a ledger. We got to clear $200 million. I don't give a fuck. I'd rather spend five, get rid of 40. And now what's the next thing that can get caught? That's how fast we're wrestlers and talent. It's all about the fans and the emotion and all that shit. You got to, they, they're not business people. <laughs> this is fucking corporate takeover right here. And, and the cuts are coming. And if it was me, it's not kind of like, fuck NXT. It sucks or whatever. It's got it. You got to go, bro. And it's make it's what is what is NCAA hire shot putters give a fuck about wrestling? They have no love for it. The only reason they're taking these contracts is because there's no fucking professional shot put league that anybody's going to pay to fucking go see. So, yeah, you're a great athlete, but you probably should have picked a different sport all the way around. So why keep this thing around for them when it's not going to they're not the investment in them is never going to pay off. <clears throat> It's better to subsidize Booker T, Immortal Championship Wrestling, GCW, OVW. Um, who's running out of Florida that's halfway decent, even? And yeah. and, and, and and then and, and somebody in Canada, right? And then you put them on tour. So when you're in Canada and it's like working 1995 WWF, when you're in Philly or you're in fucking New York and it's like ECW, WWE attitude era that the fans want. When you go down to fucking uh, Louisville to work OVW for them, it's like going back to fucking 84 NWA. Like you learn how to actually work when you're in Florida in the bubble thinking you're over and catching a paycheck. You're just learning clothesline, 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 stand up on the fucking second turnbuckle. Yay, me. Do your catchphrase. Do your fucking thing. Jump down. Aren't I over because I got a paycheck? You're not even becoming a fucking performer. You're a fake motherfucker in this shit who never should have been allowed in the door in the first place. Shots fired. Yeah. Um, so let me play devil's advocate here and say, well, all of that is, is, is. You'll have uh, better workers true. subsidizing that. And they come through MCW immortal and GCW and up there and down there. than you will ever make in a <clears throat> developmental territory bubble. Ever. Because, uh, because of the variety and the various styles yes. and people they will inter interact with. Uh, the the different levels of talent that they will interact with, uh, yes. Uh, but the counterpoint to that, or the other side of the coin, the argument against that would be: WWE has a style. They have a way that they want their talent to perform that is um, <clears throat> uh, uh, tailored for working multiple times a week safely. And um, making the every little thing mean something more, and which that makes it not a little thing. And uh, it was like I've been told, less isn't more. Less is less, but you can make less mean more. So they they do that. That's a that's a, yeah. a Mercury thing. So they do that, but to take it outside of how they think, you're running the risk of having. Uh, producing talents that have bad habits or the way they don't want things to go down. So if you have it under one umbrella, sure, it's it becomes like homogenous and maybe it becomes stale. It does. And we see that with WWE. When they hit, when their storyline... <laughs> you you say all that? Now, now tell me what the Raw rating was this week. I don't know. 
against football and it's only going to go lower. Why? Because we've got homogenized performers that are cookie cutter factory motherfuckers. And when somebody actually stands out, they fucking, Oh, he doesn't play politics well backstage and da 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 da. Right. They fucking shoot themselves in the foot to keep playing the same carny bullshit. So now mm-hmm. you've just watered, you've, you've gone through the Randy Orton fucking stamp them out process. How many Orton's can we fucking make? And now we're at the end of that, bro. And none of it's none of it's fucking meaning anything. And they're just living their little cool kid fucking. Uh, we all live in the condo uh, apartments together and go take beach selfies. That's our job. Like, okay, yeah, yeah they live in wrong. the old Camden apartments. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and respect women's wrestling until we get fired, and then I can go show my pussy real quick for some money. Oh, okay, sure. I respect all of you so much for that. Just beautiful stuff, everybody. They they get exposed, bro. They 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 get exposed. They expose themselves. Another quote: Everybody at the end of the day, mm. everybody gets exposed. Right, or blackballed. But that's why we're here at HMG in the Friday Veteran Locker Room, you guys. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if NXT makes it to the end of the twenty twenty four. Yeah, just based make off of compelling yeah. argument, right? And and. It, it could be I've worked for Fortune 500 companies. I've seen media. I, I've worked for two different media companies that were taken over by bigger um, conglomerates, uh, DDB Tribal and Leo Burnett. And I saw all the upper echelon people gone. And then they would go start their own uh, boutique agency and they would do well because they'd snake the clients they had <laughs> and fucking be able to have three or four and, and, and survive. But are these people going to be able to do that and transition into their own thing? Because they're in the bubble so hard that going from, I was an NCAA fucking top draw, got hired by WWE. And now I'm coaching middle school, fucking girls, volleyball. Rude awakening is coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're going to, they're going to get it hard. They're going to get it so hard. Yeah. So. Hard. Um, update on situation. We need Jade Cargill and AEW. Uh, Meltzer mm. Seltzer says those in WWE, WWE believe she's coming and that it would be on the main roster rather than developmental <laughs> because there won't be any developmental is why I think that's out there. But I could see that going either way. Another person in WWE described it to us as that her name's being talked about a lot, but the deal was uh, not completed at press time. Um, yeah, I, I see more and more going. And Moxley just got a fucking diagnosis that he's got arthritis of a 70-year-old and all this shit. And if Cody's gone and Punk's gone and uh, <laughs> Alistair Black and uh, top guys want to leave and now <laughs> she's going, uh, that's just going to be more and more domino effect. And how about EST? And you hate to say this. Well, we already got one of those, Deuce. Uh, an athletic black woman. Da, 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 da. Not that uh, Jade Cargill's on the work level of Bianca Belair, but if you're going to be picking sides and dodgeball based on who do a eeny, meeny, miny, mo, I think they're going to go with Jade. You know what I mean? I, I'd tag them together to get put them on both sides, same, yeah. same side of the fence, and let Jade get rep under EST's fucking uh tutelage but at the same time all they're waiting to do is go okay now you're out of the picture est she's gonna take your spot so you gotta fucking get it as as, any way you can friends close enemies closer oh boy yeah they the i I don't know if there's any honor in stand sitting with the band as they play as the titanic yeah daniel won't be there much longer yeah so 
you know, and you you think about guys like uh, Wardlow. Like, I got an idea for Wardlow. Um, it's pretty good. Call WWE. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be a top one. Call that. That'd be a top one. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, here's the other thing, too. And let's be honest. Talent has, especially in, in recently with the, the birth of AEW, they, man, they react so quick in the moment without any thought process of <clears throat> shit is going poorly in whatever company they just signed a three-year contract with and they air it publicly or they let it get out that they're frumpy and they're angry and they want this and they want that. And then we've seen something changes, somebody gets fired and it, they're back off to the races. It's so short-sighted and stupid. Like yeah. if you're going to make the decision to go over there, sorry, man, that's the risk. You're going with a new promotion. This motherfucker might not know what the fuck he's doing. He's going to yeah. pay you a lot of money. Fucking do your job. Stop being a bitch. Stop complaining. Try to make it the best you can. But this like, oh, well, my, I'm in the prime of my career and I'm not getting used here. Well, you left there before because you weren't getting used. So like, it's just, it's 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 it bends my mind and makes yeah. me crazy. But they show up. They show up thinking that they're over from WWE, and that's just going to keep going and cross over. And I love that G Ball's in here. Said ECW is coming now. ECW another mega loss leader money wise until Vince McMahon gave Paul Heyman ten million dollars, and nobody knew that. Tommy Dreamer stooge that one straight to me. That was a great great confirmation. But uh, that's what we need. We need somebody who's going to be silent and put up 10 million corporate wise and then start a new revolution in movement. It's not just for me going, fuck this. Everybody can go fuck themselves. These, all these trained players, it takes a leader to bring them back together and create something new that is unsafe. And these guys go to AEW thinking they're WWE over because they all still live in the same condo in Florida instead of going, you know what? Fuck them. I know my value. I'm over as fuck and I'm going to do what I want to do and and do the Shane Douglas bang bang shit. Nobody's got the balls to do that because they all want to kiss ass all the way up. Well, guess what? Now you got to kiss Ari Emanuel's ass to get over because Vince don't own it anymore and the game is about to change with that shit. So will there be a new island of misfit toys that rise out? Maybe it's GCW. I told Revolver on chat earlier. I go, bro, I sent him that Nick Khan email. I go, you might have half the fucking uh, NXT roster showing up at your fucking doorstep by the end of this year. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a big influx of talent looking around like they lost their mother at the mall. Yeah, uh, all you gotta <laughs> do is tell them. All you gotta do is tell them you did a good job, son. That's all they're really looking for, right? Right. Okay. Um, uh -oh. The the the. <clears throat> when you say that another, all it, all it would take is kind of a silent. Uh, somebody that knew that they were doing quietly maneuvering. Um, I think it's fucked in a lot of ways. There's no Tony Khan was a gift, and I mean this. Follow me. Tony Khan mm -hmm. is a fucking gift. He was a Christmas present, a billionaire. Yeah. Nobody yeah. had had You're nobody. Not. Like we're like people take it for granted, thinking like oh, they're gonna chew, they're gonna chew up Freddie Prince Jr. No matter what he's like. The only thing Freddie Prince Jr. could do is to go to some major Hollywood and get ten million from a producer and then go do his thing. Because if he puts his own money in, it's gonna, gonna be magic. Yeah, 
Oh, well, a little bit. Like, but like, come on. But Frank, <laughs> how's how's that going for Billy Corgan? <laughs> you think Billy's made a dime on NWA? Not no. a dime. Not no. a dime. But he's also spending, you know, tens of thousands on Mildred Burke titles. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it looked like a dinner plate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I just, I, I think the he, he was a gift. And the fact that it has gone sideways because the right, wisdom wasn't he didn't insulate himself properly um no billionaire no people take it for granted they think like oh well dixie was a billionaire no we're talking this is a different level of rich the one percent and he you know as basically told the entire uh and there's not that many of them so they all kind of know each other wrestling is not going to turn you a profit you don't Mm. need to do like even if they're a fan how can they justify when you're a billionaire, you got accountants going, don't do this. Don't do that. And it's just, I I think he was, it was a gift. And, um, you know, we, we thought it was going to be a super Nintendo and we opened it up and it was a lump of coal with some dog shit, you know? Uh, Hammer says he'd love to go back to OVW and pass the torch. I mean, uh, well, uh, you know what, here's one guy that we didn't mention. uh, And he, when I met him down there and he's been in this business two decades too, that guy cash flow comes yeah. off really great. Okay. Okay. Comes off really great in this as a man's man, a locker room leader, somebody who you know trying to do right for his family. But you want two fucking big big bears to lock it up there? That, that that's where that's where I'd book that. You know what I mean with those two guys. Or if if cash flows at a fucking disadvantage and they're they're wolf packing them, here comes Hammer to tag with them. And now you got two guys who could fucking annihilate the whole bar by themselves, right? right. Like that, uh, that's what I would do with it. But uh, it, it's it's crazy too. And that real quick, that Midwest, like it stunned me. I know I've run into Cash Flow a couple times, few times. Always a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he comes off like he is, you know, in the in the documentary. But um, he's, it was surprised me. He'd never been up to like a dark. Like I don't know how you get that twenty six years in and haven't. Uh, gone and done that so that's that that's that's trying that's that area stay too humble and not be cutthroat enough and 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 take somebody else out to get that spot or be politic and behind the scenes some guys haven't developed that skill fully you know Mm -hmm. uh um, and and that might not be the worst thing to be a better human but this is the carney mafia don't show Uh, me your neck yeah exactly uh we got about 10 minutes left before i gotta wrap up for my next meeting but i do wanna uh, i'm not even gonna read these extra stories uh because it's a bigger conversation i guess i'll read this one uh nick Khan had commented about stephanie mcmahon's resignation from wwe and stepping away but her uh, comments on her potential return says well i don't know what the future holds yeah sure but with vince mcmahon as chairman of the company paul had a creative and me and the role I'm in, you know, Stephanie wanted to do something with WWE. Of course, we would embrace that. Uh, but the WWE and the WWE universe would embrace that. I think she's enjoying some time off. And you know the drill. After grinding as hard as you grinded and uh, you had to take a few months off, she still has school-aged children. She and Paul do. I think she's enjoying herself. And I'm glad that that's the case, absolutely. And we've speculated in the past of, you know, wrestling relationships no matter at what level are (laughs) cagey at best right especially uh there's plenty of rumors i don't need to go in salaciousness wise uh not if you not if you want to get a gig there (laughs) uh well i mean 
I don't know. Really? After 17 years, I'm not blackballed? I already end around those motherfuckers to write the show for two years, and they couldn't even bring 10% of what I gave them to fucking market the right way. So I don't give a fuck. I, 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 I can get to UFC easier than I can get to them and expose them, and they'll, and they'll get it. Actually, I'm going to go to the Saudis, so it doesn't make any difference anyway. Uh, I am. <laughs> so uh, the the fact of the matter remains this. Let me put this fucking conspiracy theory in your ear. This motherfucker's got $9.3 billion. His Who are we talking about? Vince, the family. Okay. All right. He's not, he doesn't have the stroke or the power, or maybe he's about to be uh step back from that. I... Uh, IRS just invaded him and, uh, you know, and took files out, possibly SEC or NDA stuff, you know, all that paperwork. Why would they do that? Because they want to cut of that $9.3 billion or who are they? Who's the most persecuted man in America right now? Donald Trump is that what you got it. Yeah. And his, one of his best friends is Vince McMahon. Yeah. And $9.3 billion is just enough of a war chest fund to smash the fuck out of anybody that you would think could step up to take it away from you. So they're trying to get him in jail. You think they're not trying to get a mountain of evidence of Vince? Will Vince McMahon and the McMahon family, along with Stephanie McMahon as a campaign manager, Vince McMahon as vice president, Donald Trump, Donald Trump as president with the money behind the fuck you money behind it to make it happen to, to now go from celebrity power, a global entertainment company where everybody loves wrestling across the board. So it doesn't matter how many people have kissed your bare ass, how many $3,000 NDA cock sucks you have, or how many fucking places where, you know, there's bodies buried from Jimmy Snuka. (laughs) <laughs> that fucking that they they want that uh, you know, they want that to crucify him before this plan comes to fruition of a war chest that cannot be fucked with and that stephanie has built all these relationships media company wise i could see her being a campaign manager and bing bang boom people want celebrities they want a celebrity culture and two guys from the apprentice to fucking 40 years of wrestling globally you who are you gonna run out of out of a senator uh, position into a vice president that's gonna echo in africa uk australia india saudi arabia nobody not anybody hey pal you're looking at him what do you think? What do you think on that, buddy? I'm thinking big, that's, like how <laughs> fucked could we go with this? See, that's that's why I love you. You're you're thinking how big can it get? Uh, because it's it's there's you know life is crazy. If we had said ten years ago, twelve years ago, uh, look, Donald Trump's gonna be president. Our heads would have fallen off laughing at you. When Vince McMahon goes um, to it, fucking General Xi, you can kiss my ass, pal. You're you're not going to Taiwan. We're going to Taiwan. Okay. <laughs> and it's going to be right. <laughs> 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 yeah. Fire up the jet. We're going. You know, and guess who the, <laughs> guess who's coming with me? John Cena. <laughs> and Cena's fucking secretary of state. Guess who else is here? The Rock, dude. (laughs) You think people want people want Rock for president? 
is this not the fucking way to wow and so, we said this washington dc plays politics they've got slush funds aliens whatever nukes i don't give a fuck even if it's hillary clinton nobody in dc can play politics at the level of wwe office for cutthroat backstabbing lying and getting what they want and the 9.3 billion dollars proves it there's one big glaring issue a sp- fucking plank in the eye of that uh, theory and potential uh, situation. Vince McMahon would have to play second fiddle to Donald Trump. Seems silly, but that ego, I don't see, even, even with what is gained, I don't know. I, here's what the value is. Joe Biden, you think he's going to be uh, the get reelected? You've got no chance, no chance at hell. And dude, place comes off its feet. Fox News covers it. NBC, can you believe this is the America we're living in? Why would we have phony wrestling's fake? Yeah, no shit, it's fake. You know what else isn't? Nine point three billion, you motherfucker. <laughs> How hey, you got a hunter? I got a hunter. <laughs> All that shit, bro. And the, oh, and, the, and the circus goes fucking wild. Um, I'll owe you a buck if it happens. How about that? You owe me a pat. You owe me a pat buck after that one. <laughs> that is just that is freaking wild, man. Uh, stranger things have happened. I, but no, have they? That's pretty strange. That's uh, pretty fucked, bro. Pretty, pretty messed up. Uh, who knows? Um. Again, it's it's power, it's money, uh, it's the almighty dollar, and um, they say you can't even run for president unless you got a war chest of about two point one billion dollars. Sure. So sure. even even half that would be fuck you money of what Vince has, right? You know what I mean? He he could put up four billion, and Trump wouldn't have to fucking do nothing. Because you have to, um, if you're not. If it's not your turn, like you haven't played the politics game and you're not from D.C., you know, and guys have their turn. It's not your turn. You're an outsider. You need that money to shut it the fuck up. You need that money to overcome What if Stanford, that, that be- Stanford becomes campaign HQ for yeah. Trump, that fucking building, filled with all fucking people working the phones, doing all the propaganda they need to do right in-house? No, stooge, no stooges out to Sony or anything in Hollywood. It's all contained. Like, it, dude. <laughs> it's dark. Wanna, That's dark. <laughs> you, you fuckers want to blackball me? I got the fucking dark plans to get you over. <laughs> I, I, I can't. Yeah, that's 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 really, really dark. And, and, and I think, um, I, I don't know. It's too wild. It's too wild. But it's stranger. Again, stranger things have, uh, have happened. I, I just hope. How about yeah. Trump with the Saudis and the crystal ball? Plus, you got fucking Vince with the with the shit with them, bro. There's just a landslide that none of these fuckers could ever, no poli- lifelong politician families could ever imagine coming face to face with the McMahons and having to fucking do, do operate on the carny level. They wouldn't even know they were being tested. They wouldn't. No. They, they wouldn't even know. No, it would be a real shit show. And uh, man, I, I 
that just blew my mind. I'm really that <laughs> that's theory. all I wanted to go home with that one, baby. Oh, that's from a man Adam Revolver. I can't wait to fucking talk about that on Monday either with him, man. Uh, but man, I've really loved this time uh, today on the Friday locker room. Fuck AEW Dynamite review. That show was dog shit they should all be embarrassed about the quality of creative these friendship storylines have never existed in in anything of the bible maybe huck finn and tom sawyer is that what we're doing out here uh mm, uh no, none of this shit makes any sense and if they don't course correct and change now the end is nigh for them as well with people jumping ship while the titanic sinks roddy strong here's here's his heat if it's not the front you always thought you were better than me. You always put yourself ahead of me, whether it was in the undisputed era where I was a, I was an add-on and afterthought, and yeah. now I'm an afterthought. There's the heat. We were friends and da 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 da, da. Uh, The young Yeah, guy. wrestling your ass off, getting your shit in, and then putting a neck brace on to insult the audience's intelligence and the guy you're going after is not doing anything. Uh, yeah, it's 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 straight. Everybody, okay? Yeah. Okay, Roddy. Did you see that? The hey, I think you should be fucking stumping for the chair of uh, the board for the Americans with Disabilities Act. I think the fucking I think right? I think we can. I'm, I'm happy to be the propaganda czar. Like, let's get these carny jobs in there and get these politicians out. All wrestlers taking over fucking America. What could possibly go wrong now? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Oh fuck, yeah, man. That some of the entry. Yeah, it wouldn't be. Da, 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 da. No. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Actually, being a highway to hell. <laughs> Everybody gets a Corvette. <laughs> God bless America. America. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Shit, yeah. And then we move into when Vince gets in, it's the attitude era of America. Holy <laughs> fuck. Can't be stopped. Won't stop, man. What a what a great time today with all the HMG supporters in the live chat. Uh again, thank you guys. This has been uh, one of the most insane business weeks of my life, and hopefully to find out from my Supreme Court decision here soon, so I can uh, hang them up. And yeah, thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. They went they went behind closed doors. It's supposed to be open court today, so they even zoom meaning that. And uh, I'm hoping that it's because the deal's already done, but we'll find out soon enough. And again, thanks to all the HMG staff uh, and and sharing all those social media posts Kaz absolutely killing it with the clips and uh just keeping that synergy going and and all my loves uh even the ones I don't know man my OVW brothers and sisters because once you cut your teeth there you're in the mafia for real there's no getting out uh just when you think I'm out they pull me back in and they did with this Netflix show and I'm proud of them and everybody should uh really take a moment, breathe that in and say, this is a benchmark in my life that no one can ever take away from me because you sacrificed to be there and the stars aligned at the right times for you guys to shine. So bravo to everyone. And thank you so much to Al Snow uh, in helping so many people live their dream at whatever level it was, you know? And, so. and if, if you took that opportunity, uh, a huge opportunity for Netflix and, and film filming you and you used it uh, to uh, have a drunken night and strike your girlfriend. You're a fucking yeah. idiot. Get the fuck yeah. out of it. Yeah. That's, that's uh, self-destructive jealousy, man. And that's, what's going to go down here. But uh, if without that, I wouldn't have lifelong friends like Timmy B here, man. And, uh, and we're sharing these memories with you guys and, uh, and nothing I'd rather do than reminisce like that and talk real shop. And you're only going to get it here. Channelattitude.com on the Friday locker room infidel. Y'all law. This is the Hustler F. Rogers. Yeah, it's fucking me. Yeah, and uh, listen to the fucking Hameen Media Group. That's Ben Hameen, Hameen Media Group. 
from Rip Rogers. Go 